You want to go the intent first and readability first and solving the problem for the user first and mathematics in the second. That's the tip. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss about SEO and we can touch topics about link building, about SEO process and how you can adapt AI today because it's tough to imagine our job without AI, but many marketers lost their jobs. I don't remember exactly the number, but around 5% of marketers and content creators lost jobs when ChatGPT appealed. Uh, and let me tell you why. Uh, I don't think so because of ChatGPT. I think because of someone can adapt to ChatGPT much faster than these people. Uh, because I only increase my results with ChatGPT I used before. Uh, this tool today I use a lot more and get a lot of great results. I don't care what Google can say or something like this. If you know how to create high quality content, you can do it. You can win. I'm so excited to discuss a lot more with Mishay Suski. How are you? Hey, hey, thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Great introduction, by the way. Yeah, a big pleasure. You're welcome back to share more valuable insights. I remember our first episode about the rule 80-20. So I want to learn more, especially today when we have AI. I spend um, every single day to play with this tool, to think how I can adapt, how I, I can increase results that I have. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Yeah, all right. So uh, I've been in the industry since 2016, so it's not a huge amount of time. But actually, that's why I love SEO, because it's so disruptive, it's so quickly changing that you really don't need the 10 years experience to win in the SERP. Uh, so yeah, I started as a PBN copywriter, basically like many of us just writing some, some shitty content for, uh, PBNs, but, uh, then I, uh, got involved into learning about SEO and, uh, been working in the agency for a year that turned out for me to be a great time because I, 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 after a year I became head of SEO of that agency. So that was really quick, uh, quick journey for me. And, uh, after that we realized that we need to scale up the agency so we built the internal tool for ourselves uh, which turned out to be surfer so we scratched our own edge and we're like hey can we maybe quit clients job and start building the product for real to help other seos and it turned out that yes we can and it's been almost seven years now uh, as I'm building Surfer with the greatest team on earth. Right now, I'm the head of innovation in there. So you can imagine myself playing with data scientists, analyzing some prompts and figuring out like how we can create even better AI content, how we can do the keyword clustering, how we can imagine the whole topical authority strategy to 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 make our website truly a wikipedia of the niche and keep the pace of publishing ton of content every day with the help of ai so that's about me in a nutshell awesome i love it yeah great experience and uh, i know about surfer um it's a popular tool um and uh, 
I use some other tools as well, like Phrase AO, but Surfer is great. Uh, can you tell benefits of using Surfer SEO compared to other great tools that we have today, uh, some content creators tools, and I think almost all keyword research tools uh, jump on this field. Uh, we can yep. uh, find similar features on Serenkin, uh, on Semra, so they wanna uh, create, give this opportunity to create content with AI. So any tips why you are better to give a strong yeah, like, yeah, sure, sure. So uh, there are like many different levels. You can compare these tools, but I, we, I would emphasize on two areas, I guess, the, uh, or maybe three. Okay, so the first one uh, would be the data behind the writing guidelines. Uh, so we always analyze the real-time information from the SERP to extract all of these entities that Google will be looking for uh, when it comes to understanding your content and ranking it. And we use our own keyword extraction algorithms, which are built specifically for SEO. So these are not like generic Google NLP API, for example, or IBM Watson API. We have our own that is like tailored for the, for the SEO needs. So that's one advantage. Uh, the second one would be touching the AI stuff as um, Surfer AI is like figuring out tons of information before it starts analyzing. I, I would say it's considered premium. It's a bit more expensive than the others, but uh, when it comes to the amount of information we analyze prior to generate the article, it's huge. It's more or less 300,000 words long conversation within the AI environment to figure out all the facts, to give these facts the context, to figure out these uh, questions and answers and user intent and all kinds of stuff to create uh, the best, the most comprehensive piece of content based not only on the SERP, but also on the custom knowledge that is Googled along the way. So imagine that the Surfer AI, when it's figuring out like, hey, there's a new concept in that SERP that we don't have enough information on. So we will Google it along the way and send our agents in there like, hey, maybe check it out, read the content, figure, it out, figure out what else is there, not only in the SERP, but outside of that SERP to enrich the information. So yeah, that's basically, I, I, would, I would say that is the most comprehensive pipeline in all of these tools. Uh, and the third one, uh, I would touch the research because uh, we are doing something revolutionary right now when it comes to the topical mapping. Uh, as are you are you familiar with keyword clustering and stuff like that, so grouping these keywords, uh, yeah. So uh, when we when we started building the clustering tools back in the days, that was 2020, I guess. Uh, I was so tempted that like how many keywords can we cluster at once? And at the time we, we managed to cluster like 10,000 keywords, 20,000 keywords tops. But now we managed to cluster the whole database of keywords that consists of close to 200 million keywords in one pass. So it gave us the huge graph, the huge map of all of the topics on earth. Uh, which turns out to be super helpful in mapping not only like five, ten articles to write, it's mapping like thousands of the whole niche. Like imagine the SEO niche 
It can consist of over a thousand different articles in link building, in AI SEO, in content creation, in technical SEO, in all kinds of stuff. And these, all of these are grouped within categories, within sub silos that you leverage internal linking in there. And I got some uh, really great results from, from using that, like from using my own product. So I would say these are the three three things you should consider a competitive advantage of Surfer. Awesome. Yeah, well explained. Like it. Uh, let's talk about uh, creating high quality content. Uh, if you use any tool, it doesn't help if you have no skills. <laughs> and for example, yep. if you ask me to write any content uh, by using ChatGPT or any other tool, uh, including Surfer SEO. So if I do it uh, about accounting, I fail and I tried. Uh, I, I can't create great content. Uh, I can't create uh, content about weight loss because it's not my main topic. Of course, I lost my weight uh, a few years ago, but <laughs> that was personal experience. And uh, what I found uh, that I can create high quality content only about digital marketing, SEO, because I know these topics. I, I You don't need to ask me, you know, I, I usually do it every single day to create some pieces of content, but can you tell how it's important for uh, considering this parameter EEAT, expertise, experience, authority, trust, mm -hmm. uh, while creating content? Sure, sure. So uh, the, the, the most crucial part, like we have two, two areas of that. One area is how authoritative is our domain. So it will be about all of the topics that we also cover on a website and if you have a website about the accounting then we will need all kind of uh, topics related to uh, administration related to figuring out the taxes to figuring out like the invoicing and like all that kind of stuff and the more related topics we already have covered the more authority we get as a website and the more internal links we can send from re relevant sources of ours to the new piece. So that's that's one part. And the other part is within the article itself. And I, I would say, and I use it quite often, uh, even when I'm using AI, I try to put instruction to include uh, personal experience of the author. So if I were pretending to be a content, I would try to put information that, let's say, last year when I was doing my year summary for taxes, I used this or that procedure and it helped me save $10,000. And if you uh, include such an information in the article, it's super helpful for Google to figure like, okay, this guy had some experience with accounting with doing the yearly summary and whatsoever so it like it means that this source may be trustworthy and if you uh, combine it with a proper introduction of yourself so not only telling that you did xyz or you saw someone did xyz so you had that experience but also the expertise like you will you you will sign yourself like let's say it's Michał Suski who is an accountant in a firm for seven years and he graduated from blah 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 they are not able to check it however they are able to read that information and process so they won't be able to check your your graduation they won't 
only thing they can do is to understand that you introduce yourself as the accountant with experience with graduation. So even though you are not, and well, it's kind of black hat, isn't it? But even though you are not an accountant, you can uh, pretend to be one and nobody in there, I mean, Google will be able to figure out because there is no freaking database of accountants that are like, you know, legitimate enough to write a piece of content for Google to rank it. It's like impossible. So these things to consider within the article, provide information about your expertise. So you are eligible to write such a piece of content, then prove that you did something like that recently or had some contact with someone doing it so you can know what you are talking about and the other part is how well established is your website around that topic so you'll be considered as uh, that that thing i mentioned the wikipedia of accounting that will be like all the all the stuff related to invoices covered all the stuff related to contracts solved to taxes everything on the page and it will give you the trust as a domain mm -hmm. so the bigger nice. you are the more trust you get actually so that's that can be a problem for the beginners for the for the starters however with the help of ai we can actually uh like dump so many articles uh on the page that we can like quickly catch up uh, with uh with competition that has 200 articles about legal stuff let's say motorbike accident uh, kind of thing or like whatever and we can quickly catch up uh, with these guys so build the authority of the website and each article we are full control of so we can uh, like this is easy to quickly deliver information that you are eligible to write about certain things so yeah that's a short summary Nice, nice. Uh, I want to ask about keyword stuffing. You know, uh, I remember when I started my digital journey in 2008, I used a lot of keywords. Uh, I, I even think that, yeah, we created content for search engines, not for human beings. Google was not smart enough uh, and Google ranked all our content. We had and keep a team of writers who wrote about anything, weight loss, finance, anything. So they wrote Google ranked, but things change many times. <laughs> so Google yeah. fired all this team. Actually, I fired this team, but uh, Google helped me, you know, to do it. Uh, just push me forward. But, uh, you know, when I'm using uh, similar tools like uh, Surfer SEO, uh, I want to add a lot more keywords. And you mentioned that you... Uh, can provide a lot of data from news, I don't know, Wikipedia, uh, so a lot of data. And uh, sometimes users need simplicity. They don't need to get comprehensive guide for uh, each keyword. It depends on the user intent, of course. But, uh, and uh, for example, um, we, we often help uh, websites in trading investing niche. And we, uh, of course, uh, test a lot uh, and we provide it different tests for uh, different articles. So uh, one article were written um, uh, with uh, 4,000 words, almost everything we covered in one article. Then we wrote the second article with uh, 2,000 words, 
twice. Uh, so first article uh, has more length, but Google rank well uh, the second article with less. And we, we figure out because of simplicity, people don't need it. So I want to ask you how to find this balance with user intent and considering data, because I think experts can understand me much better when they see a lot of data. They need to choose the right data uh, because uh, many tools can tell, okay, you need to add these keywords. You, your balance is less than your competitors have. So any tips about that? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you mentioned the competitors, and this is really crucial uh, when it comes to, like, even though you are reverse engineering the SERP, there is top 10 search results, and among that top 10 search results, there can be different uh, different user intent serving pages. Like, you can have the Amazon, you can have some e-commerce pages, but also you can have a review pages from the affiliates. And depending on who you are and what's your goal, you need to choose competitors along with your intent. So if you were creating a description for a category page for the e-commerce, you would select the Amazon, you would select the um, the e-commerce pages in there, but you need to deselect these guys that are serving different intent, which is the affiliate review. And on the other side, when you are writing the affiliate reviews, you remove these um e-commerce because they serve the buyer intent not the investigation intent so this is crucial as, as a starter but when it comes to the staffing of keywords i'm a i'm a huge fan of uh, pushing people towards using as many entities as they can but different entities so let's say uh there were like 50 entities extracted from the top 10 competitors and some of them are used should be should be used or are used by the competitors more frequently some others are less frequently and you have an hour to optimize so what do you do you would take the top 20 of that list and try to hit the specific numbers so this keyword three times that keyword seven times and so on or you want to uh, include all of them but just once so i'm a huge advocate of the second approach so instead of tweaking the numbers to go crazy with with mathematics is to provide as many different entities as many different aspects uh, as possible not necessarily tweaking the the frequency not necessarily tweaking the density it will still work but it can sacrifice uh the um, like when people are reading the article, they will be like, uh, well, okay, it's it's an SEO article, so you want to avoid it. However, there's like there's always two sides of the coin. So if you want to rank your pages quickly, you should do the mathematics and like figure out crank the crack the numbers. But when you start receiving traffic from Google, so they will push people to your content to actually evaluate if they did a good job on ranking you need to make sure that these articles is not only fulfilling the algorithmic needs but it is also fulfilling the user needs answering the query as fast as you can as simple as possible to deliver value to the user make it read well and not feel like it's stuffed you can always stuff in image alts you can always stuff in display none you can always stuff somewhere 
that is quite far away from the people like FAQ section at the very bottom. You can stuff keywords in there, but you need to keep the original piece clean and easy to understand. Um, so that's the balance. Uh, like when you want to build like quick and dirty supportive articles uh, for your money page, just to create some strong internal links to that page. Then you go with the full blown mathematics and don't care about the, the, the user, but for your most important money pages, when the conversion happens, you want to uh, go the intent first and readability first and solving the problem for the user first and mathematics in the second. So that's, that's the tip. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I think, uh, uh, experts have intuition, you know, when you have intuition, uh, when, you know, people spend time uh to learn something to practice to act they have intuition and can you know figure out some uh numbers data uh, from tools because uh, i don't rely on tools but i love them i can't work without tools but <laughs> i don't rely 100 percent. i would tell you this on top of that uh because i really like how ai is figuring out different contexts uh, to use these keywords because when you are optimizing the article on your own you will just read the the article and put some keywords here and there but when it comes to the ai when it has so many informations about every single keyword like how it was used what was the context like it was used in a short or long sentence. It was used at the beginning or at the end. It was used close to one entity or the other. And our brains are not that big to store that uh, short-term memory of all of these uses. While with the AI help and with the, with the massive prompting, you can actually leverage that information. So every single keyword that will be used in the article will be used in a proper context, in different contexts. So explain the SEO audit from perspective of building a checklist of the audit or from the perspective of a client buying the audit or from the perspective of a SEO agency, which is putting up the offer on their page about selling the SEO audit. These are three different contexts and uh, ai can store all of three contexts and use them in the article while i wouldn't be like well for that one case i would be able to do it but when i got an 100 entities to be included in the article and i got a couple of contexts for each then well no no way i cannot unless i'm super heavy expert of the dish mm -hmm. yeah nice nice um I want to ask about the future. Uh, you are head of innovation in Surfer, and uh, I think you you need to predict the future, to forecast the future. And uh, let me share a few my personal stories. Uh, for example, um, I, I like to learn what people can think about chatbots, about AI bots, about uh, Google. And um, I found one interesting question that, uh, uh, most experts can tell that uh, AI bots can't beat Google. Uh, Google uh, and SEO will be forever. I, I disagree with that. I disagree. With, I think everything has the end. And let me share uh, my stories. For example, I decided to uh, to buy Tesla in Florida. So uh, before Which buying, 
model Y, model Y. Okay, I, I, I got the three, I got the three. <laughs> okay, got it. So yeah, I, I decided to buy uh, Y, but I, I didn't buy it. Uh, I, I bought the Honda Pilot because uh, I need to uh, drive uh, long distance as well. So, but anyway, uh, when I decided to buy Tesla, uh, I searched on Google, can I use this uh, uh, drive, uh, uh, this autopilot, you know, uh, in Tesla in Florida, because each state has own law, uh, and I couldn't find a simple answer to a simple question on Google. Uh, probably I, I can, but I need to search a lot of content to read about Tesla, about characteristics, about legislations. Uh, then I ask totally the same question on Bart and get the answer for a few seconds. Uh, the second example, I decided to open a new business in Florida. So, uh, um, and I needed to figure out what kind of documents I need to have to submit them. And uh, yeah, I, I use Google as well from my habits, but uh, I couldn't find a list of documents. I don't need explanations why I need to have uh, this company, how it can help me, you know, to grow my personal uh, I don't know, business, something like this. But when I asked the same question on ChatGPT, I got the answer for a few seconds. So basically, I think uh, I'm not alone. People uh, can uh, use chatbots to find uh, answers to long questions. And uh, today it's only beginning of this journey. So I think chatbots can take more uh search traffic from google uh, in the future so and google we can see provides uh, uh sga uh search generative experience gemini will see bart we have so many things are coming and i want to ask you about the future uh, uh for example when i started my journey i paid attention to create blog content but if Chatbots can steal this content, you know, to rewrite in different words, to reply to the questions. What kind of future will be and uh, how you are going to adapt this possible future to Surfer SEO? Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, when it comes, like, I will start to answer, like, from the from the last part. So uh, yeah. I, I guess it will uh, turn into optimizing for the AI uh, for large language models. So we'll be trying to produce content to become sources of large language models because they will cite sources, they do it already. Like when you ask for the uh, content optimization tool, or you can ask ChatGPT to tell your server. How mm -hmm. we did it? I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but that, that'll be something to figure out, like how to be the answer. Because if you ask it about who can help you with these papers, it will tell you that some tools can help you or someone will help you. And you want to be the one who is cited uh, by the by the AI. So, but um, it's not, I, I would say it's not really coming that quickly in terms of taking over the whole market from us, like, you know, click and it's gone. Uh, it will be more like a, a slow adoption uh, of that and it will be bigger and bigger and bigger over time. But uh, like old habits die hard, really. And even you, 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 you experienced that. So you started with Google. You didn't succeed. Uh, but anyway, you, you still have that habit and we'll have many people still having that habit. So we'll be probably having like a little bit different audience in Google 
than we think we have right now. So we need to adapt to the people who will be sticking to Google and we need to know who is still sticking with Google so we can optimize for them, not for like everybody because like young people will search TikTok or Instagram. They won't search in Google. So that, that, can, be, that can be a thing. Um, but there is one major obstacle uh, before the revolution really goes full scale and it is the computing resource i know that uh, it's going fast that we have faster processors we have uh, better memory in our laptops or like year after year but uh, the search engine as we know it is so much cheaper to provide you the answer than the SGE, than the chatbot, than using the large language model of any kind. Uh, it's like, uh, I don't know how many um, orders of magnitude, but significantly more expensive. And if Google wanted to replace all the searching experience with the AI experience, it would cost them so much uh, that it's not like on the table yet. Uh, we cannot expect it in, well, I'm trying to make estimations, but definitely we cannot expect it next year that like every single query is like full blown AI request uh, because it will be just too expensive. Uh, because you know what? Because you cannot cache it. You cannot mm -hmm. cache the answers. Uh, and with the search engine, you can you can like there are data centers and they are cached they're like the there are the similar answers or the same answers based on the ranking based on the your own experience based on uh, your behavior they will be like uh, you know these uh, these rankings will be there waiting for you like click and you get it so uh, unless we have a revolution in uh, in a computing resources so it becomes like way cheaper than it is right now, we cannot expect uh, that AI taking over the whole search experience. That's that's my take. Yeah, I agree. I think it takes time to change yeah. habits. Uh, whatever happens, uh, people can't adapt fast uh, and 87% of users are not advanced and they need time and even uh, if you ask me, I, I still have many habits that are obsolete, but I love them. <laughs> you know, it's my habits. And yeah, I agree. Uh, for example, my son, um, I asked him once, uh, please uh, search on Google. He, he asked me some uh, stupid question and I replied to him, oh, search on Google, you can find the answer. And he searched on TikTok. <laughs> he doesn't know yeah. Google yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. The video I, content can be a real thing, like, because it is way more authentic. I mean, we still have, like, of course, we have the green screen, we have the deep fakes and stuff, but there are some things that you cannot really, uh, in a pretend you are doing let's say you are fixing your car and you are changing i don't know even the like uh, spark plugs how to change the spark plugs so well you record a video you you get the range you like turn it and you show like hey guys now i'm replacing the first plug remember to sign all of your cables because if you mess the order then well it won't fire up so like 
uh, the the video content will be will be harder to uh, like be replaced uh so uh when you are considering like if if there is someone like a content creator listening to us right now it can be a, a nice addition to your uh written content if you have a chance uh record videos on how you do it explain it because it will be uh, enriching the experience of the searcher so they have either i mean both uh written and video stuff and it can be like a future proof solution when we reach to that kind of moment when the search traffic is getting lower and lower, uh, you will still have uh, useful information for the, for the, not the reader, but for the viewer, but the purpose will be the same. Yeah, and I think AI is not ready for video content, at least today. But um, no. on, on CNN, I checked one it, publication when some students in California University created video content and that was first time when i watched something uh, uh looks like real human beings um, awesome job you, you can search on uh, uh, google about this video content uh, uh yeah uh, it's uh, you know it's like uh when uh some i don't remember the name of this journalist but he's famous and he spoke uh, like a minute about AI and then he uh, uh, share the message that uh, it's AI it's not him you know and I, I yeah. couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it that was a good job because uh, I played a lot with video AI tools I tried to find the best solution and today they are not ready but this job was so awesome when someone uh, could tell it's not me it's AI including voice including video and i didn't take part uh, on creating this content i'm ai yeah that was so imagine this i i saw a video uh, uh of one polish startup founder uh who used the tool hey Jen, uh which was uh turning his videos recorded in polish into all different languages with the mm -hmm. face moving with uh the voice so he is not speaking german but mm -hmm. apparently ai was able to turn his polish into german into french into spanish even into chinese which is like quite ridiculous uh that it was possible so uh we what we what we can do to adapt is we need to watch the market. We need to like use the most um, recent technology to stay on the forefront, to always leverage the best solutions we can that are available today. And only this way we can keep the competitive advantage. Yeah, nice. Let me share this uh, uh, video. It's like a minute. We can watch fast, but yeah, it's awesome. I don't know if you... At all of ah, them, more. Oh, yeah, this is nice. Yeah. What's that? Oh, tasty. <laughs> Come on. I was supposed to have a dinner now. <laughs> Welcome to the whole story. I'm Anderson Cooper. Artificial intelligence or AI is an incredibly powerful technology which may change many aspects of our lives. The CEO of Google's parent company, Alphabet, which has invested heavily in it, recently said AI's impact could be more profound than electricity or even fire. But many worry about what that impact might turn out to be. Could AI one day replace humans? And if so, 
How might that happen? We've already seen some service-based and manufacturing jobs turn to AI in a big way. But what about other industries? Can AI replace journalists or news anchors? Perhaps it already has. Because what you just saw and heard a moment ago was not actually me. This is me, Anderson Cooper. And I am an AI-generated Anderson Cooper. That wasn't my real voice, and I never spoke the words you just heard. We asked a young student in California to create a fully end-to-end -end AI version of me. Looks like me, sounds like me, and it didn't take him very long to do it. This AI version of me was created in just a few weeks, actually, with open source tools. And remember, this technology is still in its infancy. It's only going to get better, faster, and more accurate, which raises all sorts of questions. Like, how will we know what's real and what is not? Not just when it comes to believing what you see on TV, but everything from creating art, fighting wars, even waging political campaigns. Yeah. Yep. So Innovators look, like Sensormatic so Solutions real. are helping retailers. It is crazy. It is yeah. crazy. Uh, what, a, what a fun times to, to live in. Yeah. I mean, fun from one side, not fun from the other, but uh, in like from the business perspective, from the digital marketing perspective, we, like you mentioned, like people lost their jobs, like 5% of the marketers. Mm -hmm. But I would say that these were the people who uh, couldn't adopt to the new reality. Of course, and of course. like the tools are there to uh, replace some tedious tasks for you. And if you think that you will be able to do the same thing over and over for 30 years from nine to five it's it's not this way anymore and uh, we all have to uh, utilize the technology to stay competitive like even the writers like well if if you like only if you are a super high-end writer or like a journalist or like a book writer script writer then you can you can stay without ai but if you are writing generic articles for website building for seo purposes even for social media and if you don't help yourself with ai you will be gone you will be gone really soon yeah, nice, nice. I think it's like uh, when farmers got the first tractor, you know, so yep. someone who started to drive this tractor, <laughs> they got results. It's, it's the same with AI. So I adapted to AI. I increased my results. We grew some projects, for example, in uh, trading investing niche. We got uh, from zero to uh, 2000 followers a day. Uh, very competitive niche extremely competitive but we got great results and most content were written with ai and you can blame me that you lost your job but if i don't do it someone will, will will replace me it's technology you need to adapt especially in marketing content creation it's a quickly changing world so we need to adapt to go ahead then you can uh, work uh, for a long time but in other niches like accounting um, most people didn't adapt to ai they don't have technologies even in this big niche plus hundred billion dollars uh, i think trillion dollars if you consider in uh, paying salaries so in companies yeah <laughs> um, i think it's important to adapt uh, even in accounting because uh, i don't know what kind of future will be uh, i want to ask you about mistakes you know I, I made a lot of terrible mistakes i made slight mistakes i keep doing them and i don't know how to start learning something new without doing mistakes for example when i started pr i failed 
I wrote a bunch of press releases. I failed with of all of them. Then we learn how it works, how to write something unique, valuable, uh, how to satisfy uh, journalist intent. Uh, we hired great experts who can do it. We uh, found tools that can help us to pitch all these press releases. And we got mentions on CNN, Bloomberg, uh, Dow Jones, uh, Forbes, big, big websites, really big websites, yeah. because of knowing the process uh, after failing. So we failed, learned, and, uh, uh, and found the way how to do it. So tell about mistakes that you still see content creators still do in server SEO, in other tools, but can avoid, for example, to learn before doing something. Yeah. So uh, I can see quite often that uh, people are trying to go after these high search volume keywords and only write articles that uh, will be uh, searched by uh, thousands or millions of people every month which is like uh quite often the uh, straight path to quitting blogging because these articles will never rank alone uh so instead of covering the whole uh the whole industry and starting with some long tail keywords they will go after these big ones and that's a huge mistake i can still see uh on the pages uh developed by people who are just not aware that is not going to to work um and uh the other the other mistake that's actually my mistake and i'm happy to share uh my own mistake because maybe someone can learn from that uh without making that mistake <laughs> so uh uh we we launched uh, a bunch of uh projects utilizing the ai tools that that we are building uh and the clustering tools as well and what we did is we pushed like two or 300 articles on the page, they started to rank, they, they started to deliver traffic and impressions. I was like, wow, what a nice chart in Google Search Console. So what we did, we just uh, sit in a, in a chair and started to admire that chart. What happened is that we received a dip in traffic and I started to panic like, oh god damn what happened i was supposed to be sharing that case study here and there blah 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 you know uh going crazy about it but it turned out that google gave us so much appreciation after we published these couple of hundreds of quality articles that they started to rank us on keywords that we didn't deserve to be ranking for we didn't mention something we we didn't answer it even though google ranked us and, we, and uh, what is the mistake is not looking proactively into the keywords you were ranked for and started receiving traffic because if i knew that okay this article is getting so much traffic so let's look into the keywords like what are the keywords that is getting traffic and when i realized that I'm not supposed to rank here because I don't have the answer. I would realize that and I will provide that answer right after discovering that issue. But my mistake was that I didn't look into that. I started looking only after I saw the decrease in traffic. It was too late to react. So it was 
more like a, we fixed that issue and it took some time and then we went back to uh to to to, to you know to the growth path so the mistake is not looking into the data not looking into the keywords you rank for because you may notice keywords that you are not really the best answer and if you can proactively uh, fill that gap it's a huge thing if you if you don't do it users will share signals to google google like hey google yeah. why did you show me this article because it doesn't have the answer <laughs> like you were searching for the tesla yeah. y right the, the the autopilot you sent so many negative signals to these pages that they were probably uh, along with more people like you deranked from that keyword so if they realize they rank for your query and actually provided that answer in the first paragraph you would be a happy uh, user of Google search, not telling me about using ChatGPT or Bard. You would tell me like, you know what? I was searching for it and it gave me the direct answer. You would love it. So you want to be proactively checking that information to avoid such a such a situation. That's, awesome. that's the thing. Nice, nice. Um, I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that we can touch topics about link building uh so i want to ask uh about link building i mean like uh, you know i see two experts different experts someone who uh use link building a lot to get great results and someone who can ignore link building to get great results even million traffic so i think it, it depends on the project but if you have muscles if you have benchmark if you have uh authority you don't need lead building like forbes forbes doesn't need yeah. lead building uh, neil patel mentioned once he uh, stopped uh link building for neilpatel.com because website look at his results now yeah. look at his results now uh, so he he I was to, to, to he dipped in traffic like crazy you, you better check his website yes he's like halved uh of traffic so I, I, I saw I saw it recently. Really, check it out. It was uh, it was like kind of okay, okay. Maybe it's because he stopped link building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably, but uh, he mentioned about that even many years ago. So uh, when he deserves some authority, I think it depends. It depends. Uh, someone who can create uh, linkable content they can get naturally backlinks to interlink other content and for example uh wise.com it's a big website and i spoke with head of seo he told they don't use link building they don't use uh, to have 25 million traffic you know um and i check uh, pages they most pages that generate traffic have no links uh, or two uh, two three links not not a lot and i ask what's mm -hmm. going on how, how you got this position because of having high authority to the domain interlinking so it works for them so anyway uh i want to ask your opinion about that i don't think someone is right or wrong it depends uh, but uh, what we can see that google can share that link building is not like many years ago it's decreasing impact uh, and i remember andrey lipitsev said about links that uh, in the top three ranking uh impact but uh, a few months ago google mentioned it's not even in the top five but still has some impact your thoughts about link building uh there is a saying uh, in poland that if someone is trying to 
to to to trick you with with telling you something you would do this and ask like can you see the tank riding here uh, right so uh, there is like uh, you know uh they will tell that thing building doesn't work but uh, you know i know it makes things so much easier because you can you can run a website without links of course you can and you can get a great result without links but why to make the life tougher for yourself like if you have a resource to acquire a couple of backlinks to speed up the indexation to build these uh, authority signals a little bit faster then why not i mean you can invest ten thousand dollars in content but not investing equivalent in links will make you lose money because that content will not reach its full potential uh, I can tell you from the surferseo.com perspective, we couldn't rank uh, a page on like not the long tail keywords years ago when we were just starting and with help of affiliate marketers, with help of uh, people writing our content, uh, we got quite a lot of backlinks uh since this uh seven years and now when we are producing content about ai in seo it ranks like this like this like this why we can guess but i would say it's because the domain is old it has many backlinks it the content is relevant like it has this authority in that area already uh and well, backlinks helped us a lot to to start uh, being able to rank these uh, articles just just faster. So, like you said, it depends if you don't like link building and you want to be pure uh, white hat uh, kind of person with just producing helpful, of course, content. It's possible, but uh, if there is a real business behind your actions. You want to speed up with a sprinkle of backlinks. I wouldn't say 100 backlinks and shit content. I would put it like uh, equal, like 50-50. But uh, it's just like, you know, making your life harder for yourself. Yeah, I got your point. Yeah, love it, love it. Believable. And I have my final question according to your experience. Uh, so um, I want to satisfy the intent of two people. Uh, the first person is student who is looking for a way to learn everything from scratch, uh, considering that we have AI today, that uh, the world, it's not like uh, 10, 20 years ago, it's a new SEO world. And the second uh, business owner, co-founders, founders, someone who uh, uh, has online businesses uh, and uh, they want to learn, uh, I mean, like uh, the basic to understand how to cooperate with great experts, how to find great tools that will help them. So they need to know the basic to uh, make the right decisions. So two people, uh, I want to ask you if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. It's your first day in SEO. You didn't create Surfer SEO. You didn't write any piece of content. You want to figure out how to do it, how to get results. What will you do if you started from scratch? Mm, if that was the case, I would try to get an internship 
maybe even free internship if I could afford not eating or sleeping <laughs> under the bridge, right? Uh, I would try to find a mentor. I can help with these tedious tasks so the mentor can show me his uh, experience and I can level up much faster. That would be that would be my strategy right now. Not mm -hmm. reading articles, not reading books, not like listening to the videos uh, that are salesy and stuff. I would just start like uh, I would get my hands dirty with the task uh, when someone more experienced is looking at me and it's uh, like in his interest or her interest would be that I learn the right thing. So if I can find the right mentor, even work for free to get some work done uh, with someone looking at me, that would be the best way to learn SEO. Yeah, I I love it. I love your point. I think uh, um, it's like Leo Messi. Uh, he doesn't read books how to play soccer. <laughs> he hits yeah. a ball a thousand times a day. I think uh, yeah. Ronaldo, any other great uh, soccer players, sportsmen, they hit the ball. So they make their uh, hands dirty. And I know some people can overlearn. I don't like it because if I overlearn, I have no time with practice. But practice yeah. can bring real skills, results, and yeah, something like this. People start over overthinking simple yeah. concepts, like uh, like writing an article that will be optimized for SEO. They will think like, should I put this keyword uh, twice or three times, maybe at the beginning or at the end of the paragraph? Whatever. Instead of figuring that uh, little details, you better create two pieces of content instead of one that will be polished like uh, you know, uh, I don't know, aluminum rings. Whatever. Yeah, I, like, I, I I remember when Mr. Beast said about how to become successful on YouTube, and he mentioned you need to film a hundred bad videos. Just film a hundred bad shitty videos. When you have these videos, you acquire experience, how to improve your results, how you can provide better video uh, for your users. Uh, so it takes time. And uh, if you don't write, you can't write. Uh, even if you read a hundred books, how to write, you know, you need to write. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Practice is everything. I started building skis on my own, you know, and uh, we just we just got the materials, built a press and kind of use the epoxy and glued them and well they turned out okay so the second one will be better the third one will be better the tenth one maybe we can sell so that's that's like how you learn by practice by testing by analyzing not by like reading the books how to build skis you know yeah that's, that's and and by failing yeah failing yep. is the yep. best skill you know i love failing. I, I i hate failing but uh i love to learn from failure <laughs> it's so. a love and hate relationship between uh, like in in failing like at first you're like i didn't make it but you see like oh i know what i did wrong so at least i know how to succeed next time or i will get a little bit closer to success so it's a progress basically yeah nice nice Mikhail. it's a big pleasure to get on my show to learn from you i love this experience so valuable so welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights tell the best way how to keep learning from you how to reach out to you how to follow you yeah, SEO Surfers Group, that's the best community. We build like 20,000 people, super helpful to each other. I'm there, other team members are there. So uh, this is the go-to place to, to, to get the resource and to contact me.
Nice, nice. And 20k uh, uh, paid uh, users or not? No, no, no. It's 20k people on Facebook group. As ah, okay, okay. So ah, it's like a free ah. community. Okay, got it, got it, guys. You can find the link to Facebook group, to LinkedIn account, to uh, website. So I recommend to anyone to use Surfer SEO. Uh, I recommend to anyone to keep learning from Mihai because you can see a lot of valuable insights. Join this group uh, and ask questions. Smart, stupid, it doesn't matter. Just ask, you can get right answers. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.